Welcome Jesus. to the Atomic Radio Hour, the show that dives into the records that is post-apocalyptia, the post-nuclear podcast. I am your host, Vince, and I'm also here with... Your revolutionary host, Declan. Hey there, pal. How you been? I'm taking it one day at a time, sir. That's, that's, How are you that's doing? About the same. Cool, cool, cool. About the same. I'm drinking some delicious vanilla tea right now. Ooh, vanilla? Shit. Yeah. I got vanilla almond milk in my tea. Oh, that's probably giving us similar flavors. We're on the same wavelength here. What, just, just straight vanilla tea, or...? Yeah, it's a vanilla black tea, but I put a little, like, drip of vanilla extract in at the end, too. So Ooh. it's extra extra sweet. Ooh, damn. You know what I've always wanted to try? What? Brown sugar instead of regular sugar. Brown sugar in tea is fucking lit, dude. Yeah? Yeah. I've never tried it. I've never tried it. I didn't think I was Southern enough. No? No, I just, uh, that always strikes me as a very Southern thing. I don't know why. <laughs> um, right now I'm using organic cane sugar. Shit's bomb. Ooh, look at you. You vegan too? <laughs> Ooh, you wish. <laughs> no, but actually I got an app to start counting my calories because I want to try to be healthier. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, what, like, uh, what um, it's called, like, a Life Sum. Okay. And, like, it, you just, like, search through, like, different food categories and just, like, choose what you eat for, like, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, stuff like that. Are you trying to eat a certain amount? Are you trying to eat less? Or I'm just trying to eat less than the daily recommended calories and then uh, be a little bit more active. Just, like, try to be a little healthy. Like, I'm not trying to do, like, a diet and, like... Uh, like life change thing, mm. but I'm just trying to be a better version of current me. Like if you get a burger, you eat half and you save the other half for tomorrow. No, I'm destroying that burger. <laughs> I'm just not. Go- I'm just not gonna eat all the fries. Okay, okay, all right, valid, valid. Yeah. See what I what I would do if I was you, just friend to friend. Um, mm-hmm. say like your daily caloric intake is say like twenty four thousand twenty four hundred. I think mine said it like I did like a quiz or something. It said it around like twenty three. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think mine's about that. 23 and a half, but try to stay when I, when I was really going hard and watching it, it was 23 and a half. And I was, uh, I was only trying to eat 1500 calories a day. That's very little. No, it it is. And what I, what I realized is if I intermittent fast and I waited till like five, six o'clock to eat, I could probably get it done. Uh, and then I would just go to bed. (laughs) So I didn't have an excuse to eat. See, I'm, I'm up for, like, so long doing, like, projects and stuff. Like, I'm up at 8, and I, like, get out of class at, like, 7 sometimes. I feel that. So, like, I just, like, get... Anytime I can just shove food in my mouth hole, sometimes I just need to eat. Because I've just been in class for, like, hours and hours and hours. I'm just like, give me something. No, I feel that. I feel that. I need meat! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when I was doing the intermittent fasting, if I didn't get home till late and it was like 8 o'clock, I would like walk in the door, look at everyone and be like, leave, I need, I hunger. I hunger for the flesh. (laughs) Like, just... (laughs) I yearn for the dead chicken. But you know who, who, uh, who, I don't even have a good segue. You want to talk about the lore? I would love to talk about the lore. What do we have? Uh, what do we have cooked up this time? T- the, today's lore, this week's lore, is going to be the Commonwealth Minutemen protecting the people at a minute's notice. I am very excited for this lore because um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but there's a certain someone that has to mark something on your map. Mm, yes. Would you like to talk about him quick? I want to talk about his hat. Okay, let's talk about his hat. Um, that is the second best hat. No, third best hat. The Fallout. Wait, hold on. Who's the me. second? Oh, uh, the pre-war bonnet. Valid. Very valid. Yeah. Okay. Lucas Sims hat is number one. Uh-huh. Pre-war bonnet is number two, and the number three is the Minuteman hat. I would go so far to say that it's Lucas Sims's hat in number one. In number two is Lucas Sims's hat. Okay. In number okay, th- okay. in number three is the pre-war bonnet. And in number right, four I can, is the Commonwealth Minutemen hat. I can get behind that tier list. How do you feel about that? Maybe, I, I'm okay with that. Maybe instead of ranking them by number, we should tier them. L- like, <laughs> like Lucas Sims is like S plus. S plus, yeah. Yeah. Um, the pre-war bonnet is S. Yes, definitely. And like the Minuteman is like A okay, tier. Okay, then I have a serious question yeah. for you. Yeah. The hat that uh, the hat that is worn by like the kids, like. The little red baseball cap? Mm-hmm. Where's that place? Uh, like B, C. Really? I think that yeah. shit's iconic. 
Really? Yeah, it's dude. B- that's B tier at best for me. Really? I think it's like a I think it's like a a subtle A just because it's so like 50s. Yeah, it's very like like it plays with strength. I'm doing great, Dad. Yeah, exactly. Want to go toss the baseball? <laughs> yeah. When could women vote? What year? <laughs> uh, oh, I'm bad. Probably. I think it's like sixty two. Nineteen sixty two or eighteen sixty two? Nineteen. Are you fucking kidding me? Really? Uh, suffrage. Oh, nineteen twenty. I'm a fucking idiot. Because I was going to make a joke about, like, come on, boy, let's go throw the ball around while your mother can't vote. But I didn't I didn't know what year it was. Yeah. I, Jesus Christ. I'm, we didn't I'm let women vote till the 20? It's not even... 20 what? 1920. Oh, my God. It's not even 100 years since women can vote. Yeah. In the U.S. Wait. In the U.S., at least. Yeah. Next year will be the 100th anniversary of women's suffrage. Do you think maybe they'll come out with a new woman? <laughs> No, they're coming out with suffrage too. <laughs> Are you okay? Just the idea of like like an Apple press event and suffrage like a suffrage too. Yeah, like a, you like get a- to vote again. <laughs> Imagine like an old white man in mom jeans and a fucking black turtleneck. And he's like. Here in America. So just Alan DeGeneres. <laughs> no, but it's a man. And he's like okay. promoting suffrage too. He's like, he's like, remember how uh, that pesky law came into effect that made women available to vote? Like, it's like, aren't you sick of that? And everyone's like, no, nobody has ever been upset with that law. Well, introducing suffrage too. Like, oh my God. <laughs> then it's like, it's just Bill Gates and then like the corpse of Steve Jobs, like fighting over it. <laughs> um... All right, hold on. Let's actually get into this. Yeah, okay, okay. Minutemen, <laughs> the, please. The Minutemen were an alliance of civilian civ- civilian militia founded as a result of the efforts of various small communities to protect themselves against the numerous threats presented within the Commonwealth. Uh, inspired by the historical Minutemen of American Revolution, settlers armed themselves and pledged to help defend each other as the organization expanded. First gained recognition after successfully defeating, I'm sorry, defending Diamond City from a super, super mutant attack in, uh, 2180. Now, see how I said that real quick right there about super mutants in 2180? Yes. In 2178, the Institute started doing experiments with FEV. Huh. Yeah, so they were probably experimenting on them and letting them loose in the streets of what was once Boston. See... That's some fuck shit. That's some irresponsible experimentation. After getting enough resources, they gained control of Fort Independence and renamed it the castle. They also set up Radio Freedom, uh, the purpose of notifying all members at a moment's notice if anybody was in any sort of trouble. After operating for a significant amount of time, the Minutemen made attempts to establish the Commonwealth Provisional Government, uniting several settlements. Now, listen to this, because I think think this is awesome. Talks ended... Of making a unified government after the in, after an institute synth infiltrated the the meeting and killed all of the settlement's repre, repre, representatives, and that's Holy called shit. the CPG massacre of twenty two of the twenty two thirties. There's not an exact date for it, but it happened in the twenty two thirties. I didn't know that. Yeah. So here's a little bit of uh, before that. You ready? Yeah. Uh, for some time, various settlements attempted to unite together to make a larger form of government. Right. Um, the Institute was also a part of this project, but began to believe the project was falling apart due to political infighting. The director of the Institute chose to abandon the CPG sometime after 2187 and closed off all connections between the Institute and the surface. So that's the last time the Institute had any sort of communication with the surface was, uh, 2187. Now, if I'm correct, I think 2189 is when... Uh, Shady Sands turned into the NCR. Okay, so that's like in the in that time frame. Yeah, I mean of like starting new societies. Let me yeah, let me see if I can find it. Twenty two eighty nine. New California Republic is voted into his existence as a sprawling federation of five states. There is Shady Sands, Los Angeles, Max in the Hub, and Dayglo. Uh, so there's, right. your, there's your bonus lore. <laughs> um, wait, hold on a second. 
In Fallout Tactics, Chris Avalone becomes the mayor of Springfield in 
I guess technically with Dunwich, ghosts technically exist within the Fallout lore, but nobody has magical powers, and she just... Like, it's one thing if they would have played it off as, like, intuition. Like, I have a feeling that something is going to happen here. Or, like, oh, I feel a storm a-brewing to the south, boy. But it's more like, oh, I see it. Yeah. They're all there. There's 43 of them. The one guy's got stubble. He hasn't shaved in four days. And his fucking, his butt cheeks are a little itchy. Like, the clap of his ass is going to make him real easy to find. I just didn't get it. I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah... I mean, I guess it could make sense that, like, ugh, radiation. How? I don't know. I don't know. If they would have played it like, like, I don't know. I really don't see any logical way to... If a radioactive bug can make Spider-Man exist, enough of microwaving an old woman could make her psychic. I guess. I mean, I do have to display my, or, uh, what is it called? Dispolution. Fucking help me. Public school. Uh, suspend... Your disbelief. Thank you. Um, yeah, I can suspend my disbelief for a little bit, but like, there's a certain point where I'm like, you know, but whatever. Um, the Minutemen were able to fend off most of a large number of the gunners. Uh, they retreated. Most of the Minutemen could hold them back, but uh, the gunners took a vantage point from the overpass that is above Quincy and turned the entire thing into a shooting gallery waiting for the cover of darkness. Out of the entire brigade of the remaining Minutemen uh, and some volunteers, only 19, I'm sorry, 20 people to total got out, Preston Garvey being the only soldier of the Minutemen, uh, I think, except for the woman who you, who you find later on. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of her name. Hold on a second. I can't either. Ronnie Shaw? That sounds familiar. Yeah, Ronnie Shaw. Um, Ronnie Shaw shows up and Preston gets out and then 19 other people, everybody else, ran to Jamaica Plain. <laughs> what? You said Jamaica Plain. Yeah, it's not Jamaica Festive. It's, it's not Jamaica's a special edition. It's just Jamaica Plain. I, I was trying to make that into a joke. A did you make a joke? But I just couldn't do it in did you make the a right plane? amount of time. I, I don't know. Did they, you make a plane? They can't even make a car. They made a vertebrate. They did. Is that like canon that the Brotherhood is making vertebrates? I don't know. I think it is because I've killed a lot of them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like, did you see that video of the Amazon drones? Yeah, isn't that fake? No, I thought it was real. I thought it was fake. Oh, was it? Hold on, let me find it. There's a there's a video of the Amazon drones. Uh, you know the one that signals the end of the apocalypse or the end of the world. What do you mean? Like that shit's just like apocalyptic as fuck. Oh, it's so dystopian. Yeah, like that's how we we live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find it. I think I retweeted it. I don't think I did. All right, never mind. Whatever. But it's a video, and I forget who did it, and I feel bad that I don't know who did it, but somebody made it where it's, um... It's the drone, and it's like, Attention, citizens of the Commonwealth. And the drones are flying out of it like vertebrates. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, how do you feel about the Minutemen? What do you want to say? You want to say anything about the Minutemen? Um, I like the Minutemen. They're all right. They mean well. They're kind of, like, in shambles when you meet them as the player. Yeah. But I could see how they would have been a really positive force for the Wasteland. Yeah, I agree with you. Especially early on in kind of establishing, like, a network of helping mm -hmm. people. They, they have the same... They occupy the same, like... I, I admire them the same way that I admire the Responders from 76. Okay. As in, they had a really good goal, but just, like... Shit got way out of hand. Yeah. I think they got a little too big for their britches. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't cover Quincy, I was going to talk about Quincy, because fuck, Quincy's so cool. Oh, talk about it a little bit. I mean, oh, it's just such a cool place. Like, you got the, the power armor station in the church, and you got that little, like, quad with the shop, and, oh, I just, oh, it's so cool. I just, I fucking love that town, and I love the fact that, like, Tessa is up on the overpass, oh, and you get her fist. fist. Yeah. Ugh. 
I just, I really like Quincy. It's like one of my favorite places to just go back and just massacre. Yeah, yeah. Those, those gunners are nothing. Yeah. Especially when you're high level and you walk in and you like look at somebody and their face explodes. <laughs> yeah, and like, um, what's his name? Uh, just like shoots, he has that, uh, the mini nuke. Yes. Uh, he has Clint? the mini nuke and he's Clint and he's on top of the church and he just like, what you get to a point where you're so high level that he just shoots a mini nuke at you, it hits you in the face and you laugh at him. <laughs> Really? (laughs) I've never been that high a level. I mean, I also play on PC and probably had a bunch of mods. Oh, yeah. But you just go in there and snap their bones like toothpicks. Yeah, just and they're done. Yeah. Oh, dude. I did a a meme run where I did, like, stupid unarmed. When did you do this meme run? What? When did you do this meme run? Oh, I don't know. I just, I, I got in at level one, leveled myself up to like level 100 and just got everything. Yeah? With with console commands, yeah. Yeah, how's, uh, how's finishing up Nuka World going? It's a uh, work in progress. So, do you have anything else you'd like to say about the Minutemen and Quincy? Um, they're good eggs in my book. Okay. What, what would you have to say about them? I like the idea. Uh, I just wasn't very interested in seeing what they had to do, to be completely honest. There were more interesting parties at work. Yeah, I think like like, like good the neighbor. Giga Chads that were the the Brotherhood. Oh, I was like, what, Giga. That's a new one. I've never heard Giga Chad. You never heard Giga. I've Chad? never heard Giga Chad. I really like Giga Chad. Yeah, but the, the Brotherhood and Four, they're super Chads. Oh too. my god! You think you think it would be like <laughs> like the Vir- the Virgin Minutemen versus the Chad Brotherhood? <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody in the discord please make that please yeah i mean they're cool i like the i like the idea of like a small government kind of coming together um that's why i like like the regulators i don't remember the regulators you don't remember the regulators they were in three that if you were i do remember the regulators yeah you could pick up all the body parts and then you could sell them to the regulators or there was the if you had the evil perk, you can go and sell the the other. It's, I think fingers for the good guys and ears for the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had both. Oh yeah, I did it on purpose where I had both, and then I went. Just it was like picking up a ton of body parts. Yeah, I was just shooting people. I would walk into Megaton and go, "Okay, bye." <laughs> and then I'd get all their limbs, and I'd be like, "Can I have?" And it's not even like that much money. It's like fifty caps. Yeah, but I mean, all right. So for the next piece, we have to speak about. Are you ready? I'm ready. Borderlands 3 is only going to be on the Epic Store for six months. I'm angry. What are you? I'm so fucking angry. Yeah. I I cannot stress this enough. How goddamn pissed off I am at this arrangement. Okay. Do you remember the last week when I said there was a bunch of things about uh, the Epic Games versus Steam? Yes. I did a little research, right? PCGamer.com has an article written by a Tyler Wild. Epic Games does not allow cloud servers, user profiles, user reviews, forums, mod distribution, groups, item transfer, library sorting, account sharing, streaming to other devices, broadcasting, screenshot capturing and sharing, user-created guides, or wish lists. But they do have friend lists and chat. On wow, top revolutionary. Of, yeah. On top of that, um, this is an article from a... So I, I heard about this this list originally from a Boogie2988 video. Um, so I couldn't find this article. I googled for it and I couldn't find it. But yesterday we learned the Epic Store client was copying a Steam user data file called localconfig.vdf according to Epic. The client stores a local encrypted version of a file and does nothing with it unless you opt to import your Steam friends, at which point it sends only a hashed friends ID to Epic server. Now... Uh, Steam does something similar, but it never leaves your PC. So all the shit that it's taking from you, taking all, it's taking, um, stuff from Steam, taking your, like, your, your hard drive, your hard drive, your, all of your equipment inside of your computer. It takes a file of that and copies it essentially, but it never leaves your, or 
uh, but they only look at it if you choose to opt in your friend list or whatever. Either way, when Steam does it, the information stays on your computer because it's your information and it only, your computer needs it as a reference and that's it. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of sus. It's, what do you mean it's kind of sus? It's sus as fuck. It is, yeah. What do you want to say and, about uh, Borderlands 3 being, being exclusive? I'm not buying it until it's out on Steam. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I am that genuinely upset at this. I mean, you're not going to get it on PlayStation? I thought we were going to play it together. I thought we were all going to play it together. If I'm going to spend $60 on a game, I don't want to have it locked at 30 FPS at 1080p. I, I want to play it, it at 60. Uh, that's the hardware requirements of Well, that's because you have an older 4. PlayStation, yeah. Yeah. You're really, you're really going to be a stickler about graphics. I mean, graphics aren't everything, but I want to get the most out of my purchase, you know? I guess, but it's Borderlands. It's not The Last of Us. I just, this is something that... I I value in it. Really? It's cell shaded. It's meant to look like a comic book. Yes. However, I want to be able to play at the performance that like I I invested my PC over the years and over time and I just because of like how busy I am, I very rarely get to utilize it to play games. So, when a game comes out that I'm extremely excited for, I want to experience it in the highest like glory that I can. Yeah, I get it. So, I want to get the most out of it. Like, I, um, what did I get recently that I got on PC? I don't even remember. I don't know. I can but tell like, you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But, um, I just, I'm just so disappointed that a game that I've been waiting for for years, because, like, you know, I love Borderlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm basically being gated by some publisher that's like, yeah, we're going to do some stupid deal that's just going to be super inconvenient. And they're going to chalk it up to this, like, oh, it's for uh, competition in the industry. And, like, competition in the industry is good. Having monopolies is generally bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I'm happy you said that because it's finished, but that's going to lead into my next point. Um, Monopolies are bad. But at the same time, you shouldn't. If you're going to release on multiple platforms, release at the same time, you fucking numbskulls. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. This is the next point I wanted to bring up. We're actually getting into it a little early. Um, why did you buy an Xbox? Why did you buy a PlayStation? Why did you buy anything Nintendo? Why did I buy anything Nintendo? Like, why do you buy anything? Why do you buy a PlayStation? Why do you, why did you buy your PlayStation? Why did I buy my PlayStation? Um, someone on campus was selling it at half the price that a PlayStation was going for at the time. Mm-hmm. It was an easy, like, stream box. It came with Mortal Kombat, and I wanted to play a couple of the exclusives. So I okay, wanted to play Last which of ones? Us. I wanted to play Last of Us. I wanted to play... At the time, Okami wasn't on PC, and I wanted to have the best version of Okami at the time. Okay. Um, I... Honestly, it just boils down to exclusives. Thank you. Why would you take this game that was going to be for everybody and buy an exclusive why not make an epic store exclusive why not take the same money of buying the rights to borderlands 3 to make borderlands 3 only on epic for six months why not just say hey if say just let's just say it was 50 million for the deal right yeah whatever arbitrary number just doesn't matter yeah let's yeah. let's take instead of taking 50 million to just buy the rights to something for six months exclusively Let's just take that fifty million and make a baller ass game. Like, let's make a really fucking good game. And this game is gonna be baller. But that's not the, that's not what I'm saying. Is that it's that's not, not the point. That's yeah. not the point. Like, you know why people bought Xboxes for Halo? Exactly. You know why people bought Playstations for uh, God of War? Yeah, a um, bunch. Well, I mean, I think Xbox other games. Xbox right now has no exclusives. They just came out with Crackdown 2, and that's a game that they've been teasing for years, and it's apparently not good. Apparently it's mediocre. I don't have a a one, so I couldn't tell you. Uh, But, like, God of War, Jack and Daxter, Spyro, Crash Bandicoot. Spyro. Yeah. Uncharted. Like, these were... Oh, Uncharted's another big one. The Last of Us. These are all games that people go, well, you know what? I like this. And it was the first time that every other console went, well, hold on. We have Halo here? Like, I'm going to buy that just to play Halo. Yeah. 
I bought a Switch to play Breath of the Wild. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. don't make don't make this an exclusive on this platform for fucking six months for nothing. You're doing it like you're you're wasting time and money. As far as I'm concerned, you're wasting time and money because now you've and it's bad press. It's anti-consumer. Yeah. If at any point in time you make a product and say, all these people want it, but I don't want these people to have it because I want to go this way and have more money, you might get that first initial, like, 50 million. Like, say say it's that 50 million, right? Say you make that 50 million, the game comes out and you make 150 million. You now have 200 million, right? Yeah. But let's say if you didn't take that, and let's say that's it. It caps out at, like, 160, like, maybe 175 million, right? Okay, but if yeah. you release everywhere, you might have 150 the day it comes out. But because of it being everywhere right away, it'll continue to trickle down. It'll have its momentum is going to start high on each platform and then deplete at a similar rate. Yeah. So by time, like, let's just say you say you said, fuck it. I don't want to support uh, Epic Games in any way, I'm going to get it on the PlayStation, and since I didn't play with my friends th- the second one, I'll play the third one with them, and... Oof, that was a, <laughs> uh, slide that burn in there. I played a, a decent amount. We were at the end of the game. Kyle and I just beat it again, and I went, we were really right here, and he never beat it with us. I'm sorry. Um... And it was just like, why? It's like, why would you do that? Like, it's even when Bethesda was doing the Fallout Three DLC, where it was Xbox got it six months prior, and then PlayStation got it. Like, Wait, that's bullshit. Everyone's gonna get it, but why the fuck? Like, you know what pisses me off more about it than anything else is lore. You're gonna ruin somebody's lore experience. Yeah. Because there's going to be six months of spoilers floating about until I get it. Yeah, you have to. You have to now wait six months to not have anything spoiled for you. Like, you and know I know I mean? someone's going to say, "But you don't have to wait. You could just get it on Epic." No, but yeah, fuck but you. the point is yeah. that no, that's not an argument. Yeah, that's not an argument at all. Ar- I know it's not an argument, but like, it's no, I, no, no. If somebody mm. says to you, "Just get it on Epic," you have to say to them, "No, fuck you. You don't understand the problem." Like, it's not a simple fix of, oh, I'll just get it on Epic. It's, no, this is a company. Like, at the end of the day, companies don't care about us. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The the bottom line is all they care about, and it's how they're going to make enough money, right? So whoever is in charge of um, Gearbox saw this and said, oh, I like money, and said, oh, I'm going to take this. So they don't, they like, they don't care about us. We get invested in these, in these fictional worlds, these fake environments that, that like, I'm ex- really excited for Borderlands 3. I think it's going to be a big game. I think it's going to be I'm huge. I'm over the moon. I'm so excited for it. But now, your release date is not September of this year. It's uh, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April of next year. No, that's seven months. But still, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's just like, why would you why would you say fuck the consumer? And sales are gonna are gonna suffer. They are. Yes, of course, dude. I didn't. Uh, I didn't buy, what's it called? I didn't buy Batman Arkham City, and that's one of my favorite games of all time, because it had a ridiculous day one DLC package that you had to buy, like, the game of the, you had to buy, like, the special deluxe edition for, like, an extra $25, and it didn't come with any other, like, DLC shit, so I just said, okay, I'll wait for the game of the year thing, and, like, the game of the year comes out, and it's, like, a $40 or or $30 game, and you lost out on an initial sale of $60 when you could have had more money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I get that it's a, it's a company and companies do not give a fuck about you or me, but, at, but at the same time, we do need to realize who we're pointing the pitchforks at because this for the most part was not the everyday developer. This is two. this is take two interactive. I think yeah. they're the publisher. Yeah. Take two is the one that's like, hello, I like money. No, I understand that. But it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's, do you see what I, what I, what I say when I say that? I feel like I'm being taken advantage of whenever a new game comes out. Yes. Like, this is the shit, like how you just said, if I'm going to spend $60 on a game, I want to play it at the best optical, whatever the fuck. That's how I feel about a lot of games that come out. I don't want to spend $60 on the game because I know it's not going to be good. I have, like, I know this game's gonna be good. You think so? Yeah. I kinda have my reservations about it because it's being so overly hyped. 
but I'm, I still look forward to it. Like, I'm going to buy it the day it comes out. But, like, you know how I felt about Red Dead 2. You were very excited for it. And then it came out, and it kind of spit in the face of Red Dead 1 fans, in my opinion. Yeah, we've talked about it at length. No, yeah, but do you understand what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. It's... It should be judged on its own. We shouldn't... We should try not to hype it super duper. I'm just so pissed. I know. It's so fucking bothersome because this was going to be like... But but to make up for it, they were talking about cross-platform. Who the fuck cares about cross-platform when half of the fucking PC users can't even use it? Like, let me ask you a serious question. Do you think this is going to make the pirating of this game skyrocket? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, why would you do this to yourself? Yeah. Like, uh, you're just setting yourself up for just bad times. Do you want to say anything final on how much of fucking an awful idea this is? Um, no, but I'm sure I'm going to bitch about it for, like, weeks and months. So, like, yeah. it's you haven't heard the last of me. That's why I'm telling you, you should just get it for PlayStation and play with us. So you have a chance to do it and buy it again. You know what I'm probably going to do? I'll probably do that. And then when it comes out on PC, I'll play it again. Yeah. Because it's going to be a good game. I bought Borderlands on multiple consoles. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, if it's, yeah. a, if it's a game, and especially, like, if you buy it for the PlayStation and it turns out to be not that great, you can just, um... Wait till it becomes Steam-sailed. Yeah. And get it for, like, 30 bucks. Yeah, and you could just sell it to somebody that you know, like, here, give me, like, $25 for it. Like, you don't make your money back, but at least you don't have it anymore. Yeah. Uh, but there's something that I want to read quick. There, And I think you know about this. There was a leak. I know about this. There's an, an anonymous leaked message that came from, apparently, somebody who works... The, the title is, I work at Gamebox. Time to spill the beans because we're not allowed to on Twitter. I don't know... Or Gearbox. I'm sorry? You said Gamebox. I'm sorry, Gearbox. Yeah. Public school. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to read this. I don't know who to credit it to, and I don't know who it's from because it was sent to me. Uh, Anon. Yeah. So Anon says... Oh, shit, my garbage can fell. Hold on a second. Okay. Um, I... Er, I've messaged what I'm about to say to several YouTubers as protest for the Epic Games exclusive deal. So now I'm telling you all here in case they twist what I said. I typed on mobile, so I apologize for formatting if it's weird on desktop. Randy Pitchford is on Twitter right now talking the taking the high ground as if he had nothing to do with it. Our publisher had no interest in Epic an Epic exclusive until Randy pushed it and convinced them to do, I have to move the mic. This is very small. Hold on a second. Uh, bu- 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 until Randy pushed it and convinced them to do it all because he wants a bigger bonus he didn't earn. He screams and yells at us over the smallest thing. He's like a big bully almost. And you can see that if you watch the press conference with how nervous the others l- look next to him. Borderlands 3, Borderlands 3 by Randy's choice is pushing, is pushing online multiplayer hardcore over the story. We legitimately have a 15 hour campaign done and ready to go, but we're being forced to make at least 50 hours of online stuff for launch. Everything you loved about Borderlands 1 and 2 is non-existent in 3. After the Epic's game exclusive was confirmed inside the studio, we were told we're not allowed to talk about the issues of the platform on our personal Twitters or anything. So where does this lead us? A rebellion. We've stolen a build of the game and we'll be uploading it to the pirate bay so you can play the story in four weeks if our demands are not met. We want no epic exclusive. We want better working conditions. We want to work 40 hours a week maximum as we've been forced to do 50 plus because of online. We want Randy to stop being a tyrant and taking and taking and take anger management we want gearbox 2009 again and not this malicious working environment we've become that's like super sad this is all speculation this could just it's be somebody yeah. it could just be somebody trying to start some shit okay i'm well, not saying this is, time, this is this is valid i'm not saying this is official this could it's also still in the conversation it could also be someone who maybe got fired that day and is just disgruntled and wants to make him look bad you know what i mean True. We know one side of a story that is a dodecahedron of of sides. You know what I mean? Ooh, give me that wordplay. Give yeah. me that wordplay. Yeah. yeah. You like that? I got D and D on the that. brain. Who? But if this is true, which is this is something that I was kind of fearing and I kind of said a little bit about it that I'm kind of worried about three a little bit. Are you gonna not like I love the writing of 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 Borderlands. Like I like how it's, it's the writing style is iconic. It's funny it's engaging and i'm 
I have high hopes, and I really want it to be successful, and I hope that this is just some bullshit. But I am on my toes. I, I don't know. It's it's sad. Honestly, if it gets leaked on on Pirates Bay in four weeks or whatever, whenever then this that's valid. Posted, then they their threat was serious. Yeah, and I'm probably gonna get it. <laughs> really? Uh, no, I'm a good boy. I don't pirate games. Yeah, I I I. I don't like the game industry right now, but I would never pirate a game because I know people worked on yeah. it. Yeah, I would never pirate a game. Just not cool. Unless, like, you can't find the game anywhere. Like, they take it, they try to, like, erase it from existence. Yeah. But that's different because that's preservation of some sort of history. Or, like, uh, if you own a physical copy and then, like, you just have a ROM of it, too. Mm. Like, I own all the Kingdom Hearts, and I have no shame in playing ROMs that I have on my computer. Because you own it. Because... Because I own it, and I don't carry my PlayStation Two around. If this is if this is true, I feel bad for the people because having shit working conditions is the worst. Because like you spend most of your time at work, and that really sucks if you have to go to work and you hate it like that. I get it. I feel for you. It's yeah. just you should be working in a place that like fosters positive growth yeah. and like not shitty work practices like, like you should want to work 50 hours i think at whatever you're doing you should want to work 50 60 hours a week yeah your job should make you should inspire you yeah or at the very least be something that you enjoy doing to some degree yeah like i want to work uh, i don't know why but i want to work in the games industry but at the same time if i find myself at like a regular software company or working as a web developer, I'm going to be happy with that. Yeah. Because it's something that I like to do. Yeah. I mean, shoot for the stars, but don't... Shoot for the stars, but yeah, like, if you land on the moon, that's fine too. Yeah, like, don't be upset if you don't get exactly what you wanted. Yeah. Um, But to kind of bring us to something happy, real quick, do you want to say anything about this to end? Um, I'm nervous... But I'm waiting with bated breath, and I'm hopeful, and even though I'm always disappointed when I'm hopeful, I will still hold out hope. Um, I'm, I'm a sentimental bastard like that. <laughs> I, no, I, I don't... I'm always too hopeful. I feel you. I, I know who you are. You know who I am. I don't want to say that, like, the game's gonna suck, but... Remember when you're wearing uh, when you're all the red flags just look like flags when you wear rose tinted glasses. Yep. So Kyle, special guest Kyle, blessed special me. Guest Kyle blessed me with an official Xbox magazine from 2008, April 2000. So like exactly cool. 11 years ago. <laughs> uh, issue 82. It's the Fallout 3 issue. Ah. Oh, Dude. So I have it here. You have to like take some scans and send it to me. Yeah, yeah. You got to put it in the, the video portion. Oh, okay. Uh, it's called American Wasteland Words by Dan R. Amrich and designed by J-Bear, I guess. Um, so I'm just going to read a couple of the par- couple paragraphs in here that I thought were awesome. Uh, it says, please, please, before you read any further, there's one thing you should know about Fallout 3. Just because it's being created by Bethesda, the same studio that brought you the Elder Scrolls, doesn't mean it's oblivion with guns. Well, okay, <laughs> maybe it, <laughs> it is. It is oblivion with guns. <laughs> but not really. Confused? The answer depends on, uh, why you're making the analogy in the first place. When we started, when we started this, we would, we would go to great lengths to explain the difference between oblivion Explains Fallout Three's executive producer Todd Howard. If you if you're talking to an enthusiast, if you're talking to an enthusiast, there are many differences, and we feel it's underselling the game to say Oblivion with guns. But when we started talking more, more con- when we started talking to more con- consumer oriented magazines, we'd have like two seconds, and we'd say it's a post apocalyptic Oblivion with guns, and they'd be like, "Awesome!" To Joe Public. Uh, it's mainly a first-person, wide-open game, and you get to do what you want. The game is the closest is closest to Oblivion. So when someone asks, "Is it Oblivion with guns?" our answer is only in the best ways. Aw, that's <sighs> actually really cute. Let me see. I have some other stuff here. It's 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 just 
it's really cool to read this and like think of the time before this game existed because it like explains how the game starts that like you're yeah, born. It's, it's a decade old perspective. Yeah, like right here, uh, the inspiration for Fallout 3's crazy kinetic death sequences is inspired by Burnout's crash mode. Just replace greasy cars, greasy car parts with greasy body parts. <laughs> like there's a picture of Jericho inside Megaton. And it's like the dialogue option of, you can come with me, I could use a hand. And it says, facial animations look more realistic than ever, and every conversation has multiple outcomes, where you get to Fallout 4, and it's, every, uh, facial animations look more realistic, and every conversation has one outcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, what else do we have here? So, okay, this one I really liked. This is just, it's called, the, the part is called Destroyed Beauty. Uh, it's just about how, like, they're trying to describe what Fallout looks like. Because remember, there wasn't, like, a lot of post-apocalyptic shit. There was shit like yeah. Gears of War, but that wasn't, like... It's not really the same. It's not realistic in the sense that, like, Fallout takes place in, like... It takes place in D.C. Like, I've been to D.C. You can go to D.C. You can go to the Monument. You know what I mean? So right. this, this I thought, briefly, kind of, in a really cool way, before we knew what Fallout was in the modern sense, describes the games. It says, once you get out there, you'll find a glorious, dilapidated world filled with pixel shader texture tricks to make everything look utterly devastated, but saving poly polygon counts in the process. Far in the distance, you may spot such landmarks, such as the Washington Monument and the Jefferson Memorial, and as the Bethesda Standard, if you can see it, you can visit it. You'll need to navigate shattered roads... And uh, shattered roads of crumbling pavement, and your travels will frequently take you through hollow husks of schools and office buildings, chilling reminders of what used to be. One such remnant is Dot's Diner, which must have looked gee golly keen when it was all decked out with chrome and neon, and is now <laughs> rusted and ruined. And from the look of the fresh corpses and traps inside, the brutal wasteland wastelanders. The brutal wasteland wanderers, known as raiders, used it as a base. Like, I just thought it was like. That's really cool. Like the way the guy the guy described it was almost as if like a child seeing it for the first time in a weird way. It's like we didn't have the the post apocalypse lexicon there yet. Like what did we have? We we had movies and stuff, but it was like Yeah. We had a couple movies. So I have I have this was called Stupid Questions with Bethesda. Official Xbox magazine says, uh, we've already got mutants, robots, ghouls, which are kinda like zombies. Will Fallout 3 also have pirates and ninjas? Todd Howard says, The Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders could be the pirates, so we do have them. And the other humans we're not talking about. Uh, Xbox magazine says, We spotted a lead pipe and a wrench in the game. Will there be weapons from the board game Clue? Todd Howard laughs. The wrench isn't a weapon. <laughs> Pete Hines. We should have a Colonel Mustard achievement. If you kill somebody with a lead pipe and a library. Come on, Todd. You know you want to do it. Todd goes, do, do we have libraries in the game? Yeah, I guess we do. Uh, Fallout 3 takes place. And this is my favorite part. This is why I wanted to read it. Fallout 3 takes place uh, where you live. Why do you hate Washington, D.C. so much? Hey, Todd says. We like it. We were just... Er when we had just started, I went down to snap some pictures of the Jefferson Memorial, which is in the game, and I'm taking pictures of the concrete as a texture reference for people, and I'm looking at the pillar really close, and I turn to my wife and ask, so if a nuclear blast was over there and it came this way, how do you think this would fall? She pointed to the security guards nearby and said, you need to shut up. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Yeah. You and then stop. <laughs> I have another paragraph that I just kind of wanted to to read real quick, and I think that's all my notes on Fallout Three before we knew what it was. Sure. Like the cover of the of the thing says, "Breaking details on the next must-play RPG exclusive Fallout Three first reveal: new areas, new enemies from the makers of Oblivion." Like it's just you don't. There's no gaming magazines anymore. Like you might get Game Informer, but who reads it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Except for Kyle. <laughs> Uh, Bethesda used the turn-based pause to deliver a powerful payoff. This is how they explained VATS. When okay. a shot is fired, you can see them land on the flesh of your en enemy from one of several cinematic angles. And it's from those dramatic flybys and follow cams that you realize the vault's quaint 50s vibe is merely a distraction from the fountains of blood gleefully among, gleefully among the gore that highlight, that highlights Fallout 3. I think it's more Tarantino in fashion, which is, uh, we have some fun with it, says Howard. It keeps it almost surreal. All these pointer, all these posters and the music are winking. 
and the music are winking. That doesn't sound like it's right. But when the guy dies, it's over the top. It's rendered really nicely, so on some level it's believable, but it's ridiculous, and that's the point. I and just, you know what? Fallout at its heart is kind of ridiculous. Oh, the whole point? Yeah! yeah fucking it, vault it, that people live in? Yeah, it, it, it is campy. But that's just all I wanted to read. I just It, it warmed my heart when I read it. Yeah, it's kind of like a blast of the past. I, I really liked that. But let's talk about fucking 2008 real quick. Hold on. In here, coming to the Xbox Marketplace, is motherfucking Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix. So the, Again? The 49th edition of Street Fighter 2 coming... like, And they have like a little thing, because remember the Xbox Arcade was huge? Yeah. And it says hype level, three out of four quarters. <laughs> <laughs> and then another thing, which I thought was fucking fascinating. Listen to how great of a year 2008 was. Castle Crashers. Yo! It's been, Castle Crashers? It's been long awaited for Castle Crashers, a game we first played at 26... Two, I'm sorry, 26. 2006 Comic-Con, and will be... It's to-be-determined 2008 release date. Three and a half quarters out of four on the hype level. Like... I remember playing this shit. You bought me Castle Crashers for Christmas one year. Yeah, Castle Crashers is actually getting an HD update, I think. Son, not to cut you off about Castle Crashers, there's a fucking advertisement for Halo 3. Holy shit, really? Yeah, like, I'm gonna send you a couple pictures so you can put it in the in the video, but, like, on the YouTube, there's a link to in the description to the YouTube if you're not already there, just go to youtube.com slash atomic radio. Uh, but, dude, fucking, here. This is what, this is how much of a prime year... 2008 was for video games are you ready i'm ready now i don't Hit know i don't it. think these Hit are i don't think these are when the games were coming out but these are some of the games that were out you ready rock band rainbow six vegas 2 crackdown 1 burnout paradise halo 3 the club undertow the club again hold on uh <laughs> lost planet call of duty 4 Skate 1. Oh, oh, Skate 1. Fuck yeah, dude. Mo uh, Forza Motorsport. I'm not a racing guy, but people love that game. Death Jam Icon. Uh, Beautiful Katamari. Bomberman Live. Tony Hawk's Proving Ground. Fear. Motherfucking GTA 4 launched April of 20... April 29, 2008. Medal dude, of Honor. Like, NBA, like MLB 2K8. Like... 2008, dude, was such a fucking year. What a year! Like dude. Fallout 3 came out in October. Like, to that, we'll never get another year like 2008, dude. Bully Scholarship Edition was coming to the Xbox. Bully is one of my favorite goddamn games. Oh my god, I think that came out in like 2006. There's a, there's a Life a Lock, Life Lock. Remember Life Lock? The guy advertises right here. My social security number is five four five seven five five five. Four six two. The guy, remember that? Remember those commercials? The guy who owned no. Life a Lock. He put his. I'm only saying it because he put it out there. He put his social security number on on the side of trucks, and he's like, "I've never been once stolen from." Yeah, that sounds dangerous. I wonder whatever happened to him. I'm trying to see if there's any other notes I had. Just, dude, fucking what a year! What a fucking year! What a goddamn year! Like Mafia Two. I don't think came out Yo. in 2008, but like. It was in that same era. Yeah. I think when did that, Borderlands 1 come out? Uh, 2009. Same era. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the back of, the back of here. I love this. The Ultimate Gamers and Geeks Sweepstakes presented by Xbox Official Magazine. Now's your chance to win a Toshiba 40-inch HDTV plus a, a Xbox 360 Elite console and gaming package or $3,000. Your grand prize, your choice of a 40-inch TV with a fucking... Okay, so you got an Xbox Elite, right? Yes. If that was the grand prize, if you came in first place, you got a Halo 3 console and headset plus a year of Xbox Live Gold, and second prize was Guitar Hero 3 with the guitar. Dude, Guitar Hero 3 is one of my favorite games. Oh, and then fucking third Hero. prize is a free year... Full one year subscription Xbox magazine. I guess it's okay, but still, all right. I would honestly take the fucking uh, the the Master Chief Xbox over anything. Oh, absolutely, because that's gonna fucking be worth something. Yeah, nah, dude. It was just it was nice to look through this. It was it's really like, really nice to look through. It was this. a different time. Yeah, everybody. If we can get in the chat, thanks, Kyle. Just put it. Put a little. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Let's do it right now, Declan. 
We're going to do it right now? Yeah, right in general chat. Thanks. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> if you'd like to join our Discord, dis- there's a link in the doobly-doo. I have a proposition for you. Okay. I think we have just enough time to reach out to one of my favorite people on the internet. Okay. I would like to propose that we we tweet Heinz. Oh, what a genius idea. Would you have anything? And in- uh, I think I want to be the composer this time. Oh, do you think you're ready? I think I'm ready. I'm ready to, to tweet Heinz. It's, it's, it's kind of an emotional endeavor. Are you sure? I'm emotionally prepared. All right. You're going to do it? I'm going to do it. Okay. Just gonna open up Chrome over here. Compose tweet. Okay, All right. make sure we we write it in the letter format like we always do. Dear at DC Deacon. Do you think maybe we've had enough time we can get a little familiar with them? I I'd say that we're now comfortable. How comfortable? Like kind of like how you've met your friend's parents a couple times enough times that you would get in their car after like a soccer game but like not enough times that like you wouldn't like let yourself into their house okay so what do you how do you propose we, we say hello to him uh i would say dear at dc deacon what's up pete Ooh, that's a little you sure maybe what maybe what's up mr hines i like that i like that like what's up mrs johnson yeah. Okay. What's up, Mr. Hines? Now here that's it. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. It's your mm-hmm. boys from Atomic Radio Hour, or too much. Uh that's a little bit too comfortable. Yeah, okay. At that point they're giving you the key to the house. You think so? Yeah, they're inviting you over for dinner. Like, yeah. they let you bring your girlfriend. Like, it's a whole... Yeah. Dear Mr. Hines, uh, or dear at DC Deacon, what's up, Mr. Hines? Um, how's your week been? Put some pleasantries yeah, out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your week been? How's your week been? Are we... Hold on. Are we trying to get anything out of this? Um, no, we're just checking in and expressing our love and support. Okay, okay. Say. The guys over at Atomic Radio Hour just wanted to express our appreciation for you. Okay. Hold on. I think that's a little too third person y. Okay. How about we okay. here at Atomic Radio Hour? We here at Atomic Radio Hour. We here at Atomic Radio Hour just wanted to express our our love and support. Mm-hmm. Our love and support for you. Um, what else do we have to offer Mr. Pete? I don't know. Part of me wants to get sensual. Uh, let's, let's wait for like the fourth date. I know, but I just, I don't mean sensual in the sense of like, I want to like be rough. I just want to let him know how appreciated he is. Um, how about we, we offer some service. If you need us for anything, just let us know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just let us know. Or don't hesitate to reach out. Yes. Imagine he gets back to us. He's like, look, I'm going to be really busy. Can you pick up my kids? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have a wonderful week. Okay. Uh, Do you want to sign it there? Just like love Atomic Radio Hour? Are we going to do love? Oh, yeah. At this point, we, we love. I don't. But does he love us? Like, I mean, we are expressing our love. If he writes back, he would have the option to use love. I love Pete Hines, but am I in love with Pete Hines? Uh, I don't know. Do you understand what I'm saying, though? I understand what you're saying. I, I would sign this as love. Yeah? Ah, fuck yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Fuck it. Should I do love at Atomic Radio Hour? Yeah, love at Atomic Radio. No, 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 no. Love, just Atomic Radio Hour. All gas, no brakes. Do it. Go fast and commit. Love Atomic Radio. No, uh, so okay. Hold on. Can you read it back to me? Yes. Okay. Let me hear it. Did you tab it? Did you did you indent it? Yes. Okay. Fucking of course. All right. What do you think about heathen? I just want to make sure Pete Hines doesn't think we're a bunch of fucking frothing troglodytes. Dear at DC Deacon, what's up, Mister Hines? How's your week been? We here at Atomic Radio Hour just wanted to express our love and support for you. 
if you need us for anything, don't hesitate to reach out. I like Have it. a wonderful week. Love Atomic Radio Hour. I like Love it. Atomic Radio Hour. I yes. like it a lot. You, or did, you, did you hit send? Uh, can I add a little heart emoji? I think it's Not too much. Not the red one. Think, what? Okay, hold on. Do heart emojis have different meaning? Yes, absolutely. What do you mean? Dude, this, this is like... The, the, the red is like a plus five charisma. And like... What is black? Just like, what does a black one mean? That's like, um, like, I love you, man. I wouldn't suck your dick, but, like, you're my best friend. Really? Yeah, that's like, like, just two dudes being bros. I don't understand you kids with your fucking pictures and your text messages. Like, it's hieroglyphics, dude. We're going back to it. Why can't, I, exactly, why can't you just fucking send me a message? See, I usually go with the purple heart because, uh... It one honors people that fought in the war. <laughs> two, well, no, um, no. <laughs> hold on, hold on, two, hold on, hold on. <laughs> All right, I just needed a second to process that. Continue. Okay. <laughs> two, it uh, purple is a, a color of uh, appreciation and uh, and passion and uh, and love, but it's not like a romantic love. It's a it's an appreciative love to me. So I usually go with purple heart. Green heart is like a little bit more like playful, maybe like more nature. What's um, blue heart is like business casual. Like you'd wear that. You'd use a blue heart if you're wearing a polo. Um, what other what hearts the are there? Fuck. <laughs> All right. Should What's I my add chances any different... if a girl sends me a black heart? Oh, no, that you're you're ne- never really never going to never going to happen. Really? Yeah, you're you're fucked, dude. You don't even know that person. Really? Yeah. I didn't know what to do. I sent a black heart back. What the fuck did you do? I don't know how to emoji. It doesn't like it doesn't make sense to me. I'm an All adult. Right. I don't need a fucking coloring book to tell you to meet me at the park for two. Like <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna send this. Oh, you didn't send it? I thought you sent it. No. And post. Alright, let's see it. Let's see it. I did go a little bit rogue. You son I of a bitch. I did add the blue heart. You son of a bitch. Why? I had to do it. Why did you? It felt right. It felt right. It, the blue heart felt right. You know what else feels right? Oh, I do know what feels right. Let me know. Oh, it's it's Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you're right. It does feel Doesn't right. Doesn't it? Ooh, that Shane Ivers. If you want to get our wonderful theme music made by Shane Ivers... You can get it at www.silvermansounds.com slash free music slash feather duster. Vince, we love that Shane Ivers, but where can the people at home find our lovely show? If you want to find our lovely show and you'd like to find the tweet that we had just sent out, you can head over to Twitter and you can find us there at Atomic Radio Hour. All one word. But what about you, friend? What if they wanted to find yourself? If you wanted to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Declan underscore Bean. I've got a wonderful profile picture that you can bask in its wonderful glory. But where can they find you? If you'd like to find me, you can find me on Twitter at all capitals, the underscore Boogans. And my picture is of me on my like fourth or fifth birthday. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> If you're watching us on YouTube, I thank you wholeheartedly. Thank you so much. Uh, make sure you like, you comment, and you subscribe. But if you're listening, don't forget to smash that like button. <laughs> if you're if you're uh, streaming on any platform, uh, I thank you as well. Like it, share it. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Castbox, pretty much Google Podcasts. Google, we get we get a lot from them too. We were on the big ones, pretty much. The the big ones, yeah. Uh, you know what else is a big one? What? Our Discord. It's, oh, it's happening Christ. over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the link for that is in the description. Come on down. Uh, we're always talking about something. We're always having fun. We're always in there talking about something uh, that has to do with what is going on. It's It's what's happening. It really is. But another thing that's happening is that we might be streaming again soon. Uh our Twitch. There's a link to the, the Twitch in the description. Just twitch.tv slash Atomic Radio. Wow, real simple, real easy. 
I streamed the other day. I played Chow Island Resort or Resort Island because that's a thing. Uh, I played a lot of Sonic Adventure Battle 2, Sonic and Knuckles as a kid, and I just wanted to relive the Chows. So I downloaded that. We played for a little bit. It was fun. Uh, I don't know if we'll go back to it. We had a Chow named Frank. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was it was Chow Frank, and then it was his brother Nafok, which is just Chow Frank backwards. <laughs> and, 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 and and then I got added a bunch, yeah, because I wasn't there. Um, and then like we were raising Chow Frank, so so it was super inclusive. So the Italians showed up. It just sounded like we were saying hello to Frank. Uh, so Chow Frank, yeah, uh, Chow Frank. We were making him the fastest Chow imaginable, so we could always outrun the debt collector. <laughs> But then we were gonna make Nafok like he like Chow Frank was a piece of shit. He was the debt collector. <laughs> no, he was gonna be <laughs> Chow Frank was gonna be a piece of shit, and it was gonna be that uh, he had to. He was like people. He became like a good Chow. Like when they evolve, they become like a hero Chow or a, a demon Chow. And we were gonna have Frank be awful but turn into a hero, and then Nafok was gonna be uh, like uh, like such a gentleman, but then slowly turn into a, a hero or uh, a demon because no one like it was a lot of fun. I think it's still up on the Twitch if you want to watch it. What? <laughs> this is lore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of fun, but I would very much like to thank uh, a Mister Michael Mello. And a one, the friendly companion cube for donating to our Patreon. Now, our Patreon is optional. Uh, the show will always be free. You'll never have to pay for it. But if you'd like to see the show get bigger and better, you can go over to our Patreon, throw us a couple bucks, and you'll get to be in the, 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 uh, you get to be in the end credits of all of our episodes. You'll also get a special, uh, server in the Discord that you and all the other Patreon patrons can access um there's a bunch of different tiers yeah for varying things there's a bunch of rewards there's, there's a bunch of stuff there's one where i come to your house and pet your cat uh, yeah <laughs> um it's 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 just a like i said it's not mandatory but if you did donate we always appreciate we'd it. appreciate it very much i think other than that I, th I think we're ready for our original content grand what'd you do this week that's a great question that I was asking you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. All right. Off of Interstate 80, I sit in the mall that once was. I, the keeper of the pants. Brown pants, black pants, white. Some of them made out of dungaree. Some of them are fine, fine linen. As protector of the pants, nobody shall come between me and the pantaloons. I have pockets for each per side. Owner, perquirer, and purveyor of the pantaloons. Also, we have belts to keep pants around thine waist. Nobody shall find my pants. And I dare any man to try and come between me and the silken trousers. Ha <laughs> ha! Atomic Radio Hour Pie.